I would like to thank my sponsors, Maggie Flores with Southern Blues Boutique and Jessica Espinoza with Jessica's Crafty Creations. They both can do some very nice work. So y'all go like and follow their page and please support small businesses. Yo, yo, you here? Hello, Mr. Levi. What's going on, man? You doing all right? Yes, sir. Yeah, good. All right, man. We're going to jump right in. I want to welcome everybody to episode 23 of Levi's Youth Sports Talk. And today we got somebody from the, the North Texas area, Claiborne, Texas. Went to Claiborne High School. Went to A&M University, civil engineering. He would played on the Aggie football team in the early 2000s as a fullback. As 13 years as youth football coach for the All-American Youth Football and Drill Team League. One year as assistant coach of the Kingwood Aces 2012. And now he's the head coach of Premier Softball 2K12. Want to welcome everybody, Rob Jones, to the show. Hello, hello, hello. So man, um, man, we wanna wanna start off by by talking about your your upbringing and and what sports you played growing up. Man, I played a little bit of everything back in Cleveland. Um, lettered in baseball, powerlifting, track, and football. Uh, did a little basketball, but I was too physical for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh my my biggest love was probably baseball uh this was built for football though <laughs> yeah okay okay and in in high school and then when did you decide like okay uh football is gonna be my main sport um i actually didn't decide on that until i was in college as a senior um, I had never experienced any of my school break, spring break, Christmas, because I was always training for a sport. Mm-hmm. So I did not fill out a clearinghouse or anything. I was just going to be a student. And that took about three months into my freshman year before uh, that itch came back. And nice. so I went and uh, tried out with R.C. Slocum, and he welcomed me to the team. Okay. Nice, man. Hey, so – so so how how was it you know going from from high school football to college football In high school I considered myself a pretty good athlete um I wasn't the biggest guy but just with speed and power I was able to be pretty good When I got to college I I saw people I didn't know they got that big um <laughs> 6 8 you know 320 uh, the first carry I ever got, a defensive tackle chased me down to it. At that point, I'm like, so he's bigger, faster, and stronger. <laughs> what is this? Mm-hmm. Um, so just that level of athlete, uh, it really helped kind of enforce my work ethic because I would always think to myself, I've got to be at my best just to stay on the field with these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just that physically and God-given talented. Um, so that made me always work, you know, um, nothing was ever given. And so that's kind of formed my whole mentality as a coach. I I, I kind of got that underdog for my girls where, hey, it's not going to be given to us. We got to work. There's one thing you can control, and that's how much you work. 
and no one should ever outwork you. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, man. And so, and once you got into once when 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 you got into uh, youth football, was it after you got done with college? I got out um, of college and I was looking for a volunteer opportunity. Um, my my biological father wasn't really there in my life, and I had a lot of community um, people, church members, um, coaches kind of step up and be that mentor for me. Um, so I wanted to kind of repay that back. And so I went and joined the, the Aldean uh, Westfield organization. Uh, very talented kids. There's a lot of uh, single mothers, um, you know, kids that don't have all the money looking at needing some scholarships with the kids want to do that. They want to be great. Um, so that allowed me to kind of impart some of the knowledge I, I gained. I don't have sons. Um, and so it's, you know, you play, you play football and you know, one day I'll coach my sons, but that one in the car, that gave me. Next generation. Mm-hmm. And so, so like once you started at, at what age group did you start in? I started with 7, 8U, um, and we would go all the way to 12U. I'm, I'm dating myself, but I've got kids that have gone through the program. One of them's in the NFL. They've second group's already been through college. Uh, my last group, they're juniors this year in high school. And so even after they're done with, with playing with us, I've always gone and attended games. Um, you can find me on Friday nights at, at Aldine Westfield or Eisenhower, uh, Tom Ball, just kind of sticking with these guys because that's, that's where they started. That's, I feel a, a sense of pride that, hey, even though they were young, I didn't do anything to affect their desire to continue on, and they're still doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's good to keep that to keep that connection in with um with the players as they getting older and just as watch their journey since you was there from the beginning. So that gotta be a good feeling to see them see them boys out there still playing. It'd be a better feeling if someone ever invited me to the draft. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's they they that's that's the next step. Like, I've got a lime green stuff. suit I've been waiting to wear. He said lime green suit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So man, so like, you know, as as coaching, you know, at seven, eight, was it was it tackle at that time? It was tackle. Um, and there was a lot of teaching how to play and then learning the game. If you can teach them kind of the what's and why's early then the physical part will come. It's kind of when you throw them out there is where you have the potential to have injuries. And, then you know, there's a lot of misconception about just the dangers of football. But um, we went through just intensive training um, on how to, to convey that message. And you just work with a man. And to look at the growth from 7 to 12, uh, first of all, at that point, most of them are looking you dead not. Yeah. And you <laughs> – you, you're a little scary, like, man, I hope you don't remember all them suicides I made you run. <laughs> oh, shucks, that's crazy. Yeah, man. Hey, so, so like, okay, like getting into the, the, you know, the fundamental part of football and teaching, 
teaching these kids the correct way to tackle. Because, you know, nowadays they just see at seven or eight, they see a kid and the kid is good and, and they just going to ride them and ride them and ride them. Like, like how much did you, you teach these kids like the correct way of tackling? It's, it's interesting because I, over the years, that message changed, right? Was we learned a, a way to tackle, um, you know, secure head across the chest. And as more researchers come out, they've changed the form of tackling um, <laughs> to minimize any, any head contact. So it got rough uh, in the last few years uh, because you had things happening, you know, separated shoulders, missed tackles, because, the way it's always been taught had changed. And that was, this is the new way. Um, this covers everybody, but not, not every old school coach believed in that way. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And so like, as you see in the game change, like how, how was it? Well, was it difficult for you to, to change the game? Like as it was changing, like as in teaching, teaching the kids or was it just a good flow? It was, it was a, a good transition. And then, like I say, I tried to stay up with all of the current information and in the forms. Um, there's still a little bit of just the the down foundation of football that you got to have. There's, there's a nastiness you got to have to be out there. It's two two kids, two people going at each other. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's something you either want to do or you don't. Yeah, that's why I never played football. <laughs> I would say, I tell anybody, hey, I wasn't. I nope. I'm not taking no hit. No, because you gonna want me to run across the middle. I'm tall. You want me as a receiver? No. So I, I'm gonna just stay out. That's what I told them. Now nah, they come on. You know you tall. You can do that. No, because I see this playbook and them them slants. I'm gonna tell you now. You gonna want to put me on the sideline because I'm not running no slant. <laughs> Well, I caught I caught a, a slot receiver one time on a slant, and he he died for a few seconds. Um, <laughs> That's what I'm saying, right there. He went to meet Jesus, but um, yeah, it's man. There's some about that just the 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 primitive way of, of the sport that's invigorating. I I was a very mild mannered, good kid, honor roll. I graduated fourth in my class in high school, but when I got on that field. That was a different. That was a whole different personality, <laughs> and it was. It's interesting when you see that flip. Like, oh man, like you, your friends out there, like man, like out here, you a whole lot different. Like right here, I don't know if you want to physically hurt me. Uh, then we went to church together yesterday, so I don't know. <laughs> hey, well, football. I mean, it's it's a physical sport, so really, you you trying, but you're not trying. Right, if if that's right, like you try, you wanna, you know, put them in the dirt, but at the same time, you not really, really trying to hurt nobody. So it's just nah, it's, it just was never for me. I played at home in the fields and stuff, but I wasn't getting tackled. It man, I and my my grandfather, my uncles, they're all military guys, and so football was kind of that equivalent to me as far as discipline. Like I, I kind of. When I was around them, that was kind of that expectation. So football was just natural because there's a level of discipline you just got to have. Um, and you got to be accountable. And those are just – the coolest thing is you you look at 
sport and how it translates a life lesson. And it's, it's just remarkable. The stuff you sit there in the moment, you're like, I have no idea what this has to do with anything or how this is going to help me. But then you get down the line in life and things are getting hard. And that same effort you had to persevere to get through that, that's that same effort you're using now. You know, and sometimes people who didn't experience that, they struggle with that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hey. So speak on being a, a college athlete and then you was in engineering. So like I'm I'm I wanna know how hard it was of keeping up with your grades and playing football. It was crazy because football is actually a second job that you don't get paid. You get paid for it now. You didn't get paid for it then. Um, the other thing is with the football program, they actually have a great support system as far as, you know, tutors and information and, and references and resources, except for engineering. Um, they, <laughs> they find, you know, hey, you need help with chemistry 307. Uh, let's see what we can do. Uh, mm-hmm. sometimes. But, man, time management was the biggest thing, and, and I'm a person – I kind of thrive off of chaos, and so that was that was great. I also pledged to a fraternal organization during this same time that I was doing football and engineering. So there was there was just no time. My wife now, I we got to a point where I'm like, I don't think I have time for a girlfriend. Um, she shut that down though, and we married. <laughs> that changed, huh? But yes, sir. Yeah, because because so like. I know how, like, I'm pretty well. My wife was went to AM and I I watched her do work, and I'm like, why why are you even doing that? Like, you got one problem, and it's taking up one whole page, and it's like, you know, she's staying up till three in the morning studying these science classes. So, and she wasn't even an athlete, and it was tough. So, man, just being doing all that and then being an athlete, man, I give every athlete they props. Well, it was, like I said, it, that discipline part was, was the positive because when you're just a student, it's real easy to, to skip that 8 a.m. Friday class. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm tired. I had a rough night Thursday. But I can't because I got to be at weights after that. Coach, we actually have class checkers that come, and they side by side that you there. And so there, there was no slacking, and so that took took that that opportunity of hey, being a young person away from home, first time kind of having my own choices. I still got that 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 umbrella over me, mm-hmm. and that just that kept me grounded. That kept me focused all the time because I had somebody I was accountable to, and and I appreciate it. See, I speak stuff like that. It, in my career. Um, I'll end it. What happened? You, you still there? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. We good. We good. I get that out of there. Don't worry, Don't worry about it. Um, hey, so how, how much, like, as, as now being a coach of, okay, you went from from so- from football to softball, how how was the the transition from being a 
going to coaching boys in football to coaching girls in softball? I'm going to be 100% honest with you. It was rough because I brought that football mentality to a sport with young, impressionable young ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have worked over that over the years. Like, hey, I can't. I can't bark at these girls. Um, there is a, a way to to speak to them and, and understand what's going on and deal with them. Now, the, the other thing is they're just as tough as these boys, um, but not always responsive as, as boys are to that type of, of coaching. Um, so, I've you know, there's a little bit – there's times you'll see me out there on Saturday where I'm a little gruff. Um, but then also knowing the pullback and each kid is different. But that was that was the first thing is you you had a football coach coaching softball and that's a little intimidating sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And so you um like when 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 y'all playing, right? Like how much do you like for the girls to be engaged and cheering for their teammates at all times? Cause cause I seen it, but I just want to hear hear from you. Always, we 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 have the the moniker, uh, "Quiet dugout" is a losing dugout. I tell my team all the time, we have we have come such a long way, but we've come such a long way because we're eleven strong, and with all eleven, we're a tough team to beat. But when you know we break that up, and you know I got two that may be having a bad day that are pounding. We'll have a chance. We need everybody. We're not that good that we can give you some of that effort. Mm-hmm. So you'll see us. We we stress energy. And that's one of the things when you watch college players, you watch these older softball girls, man, they're loud. They're engaged. They're, they have that energy where, hey, man, we're out here to play. We're out here to compete. We're out here to win. And, you know, that can be – if you ain't ready, you can be intimidated by that. And so that's kind of what we preach. That's not nah, that's that's good. I, I like the energy I seen. Um, there was like what like two or three weeks ago when I seen y'all playing, and I was like, man, that's that's good though. Like you know, it don't matter what part in the game, girls doing bad, doing good, is always positivity coming out, and and that's just something that that lacks here in San Antonio than over there, right? I seen a yeah, difference. Yeah. And we haven't been in in the tenure world in the our age group in in over a year, so I haven't seen like all of these teams before. Just what on Facebook. So the excitement I seen from the girls that's on other teams cheering for other girls on these teams, like it was just completely different than it is here in San Antonio. Man, you don't get nothing like that out here. Man, we've got we've got some of the best teams in the state down here in, in Houston area. Um, so if you're out here competing with them, you can go compete with anybody. Mm-hmm. And these coaches do a good job. They found very talented young ladies. Everybody is stressing growth, and you can see them responding. Yeah. But every time you go out there, um, it's anybody's show, man. There's just a, there's a lot of talented mm-hmm. kids out here. Yeah. Yeah. So um what's uh speak on like a, a, a typical practice. Let's start off with like football. Like um man, when you when you're coming in, like like how do you break your practices down? 
So so football was interesting because when I when I finished up in Tomball, I never had a lot of numbers. Um, so my thing was we did conditioning first because I wanted to see how you perform when you retire. Because that's that's what matters in the fourth quarter. You gonna quit on me or you gonna push through it? Um, and we do the same thing in in softball. We do all of our conditioning during our drills. Our practices are full go because when you're tired on Sunday, that's when you mentally you start making mistakes or you you give up. And so we try to set that standard in practice. I tell them, hey, you cry on, cry during the week so you can smile on the weekend. <laughs> hey, that's smart though. <laughs> Is what, and so so then and softball is is pretty much the same. You break everything. Yes, down. sir. We um, it was very funny. We we've had a couple of tryouts over the years, and I've had several comments that our tryouts practice these kids had ever had. No, I had two kids tap out within twenty minutes of a tryout. Like I can't go anymore. <laughs> That's crazy, but that's that just to show you like it's so many teams that have these practices and and these girls is not getting better though. Exactly, exactly, and we want to stress you. I don't, I don't want to have an easy tryout, and then you get in here and I I switch the game up on you and like, oh man, they're crazy. Mm-hmm. Now I let you see it from day one. Yeah, this right is what we're across. doing, and it's either what you want or you don't. Mm-hmm. And like, how much? How how big are you on on fundamentals, even in the, in softball? The biggest thing, man, um, because that's what shows up when you play these elite teams. Um, simple stuff like, hey, I've got a little loop in my swing. How do I get that to where I'm going directly to the ball? You play bad teams, you can have a loop in your swing. They'll hang something up to you, and you can stroke it. Mm-hmm. But these elite teams, yours being one. When yeah. they're coming and throwing mid fifties, if you're not fundamentally correct, you don't have a chance. Mm-hmm. You don't oh, have a yeah. chance. Oh yeah, man. And and like your know, practices, you do a lot of. I mean, fundamentals as in like footwork and all of that. We do a little bit of everything, including strength and conditioning. We even have a day where we break up and we'll work. The catchers have their forty minutes. We'll do infield and outfield. I'm very big on at this age. These girls shouldn't be specializing in a position. So everybody on our team has a minimum of two to three positions they can play adequately. Um, so we do infield and outfield with everybody, and then we break up and do middle, third base, first base, and we work on scooping and tagging. Um, but that's the little stuff that you can – it makes you play faster. If you do it, if it's muscle memory in the game, it's just second nature. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and and at this age, that's that's the main thing these kids need is is just muscle memory. If they can keep doing something over and over again, that's that's the way they gonna learn. Like doing a few things and then stopping and do something else. Like like you gotta understand that these age, these twelve you and under, these girls need fundamental work a lot. They do. If you start bad habits now, it just grows. Um, and now you're 16, you, and, and you've got a bad swing. And, and the older you get, the harder it is to make those changes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep, exactly. And so, like, how, how big do you do you preach on on doing the drills the right way and not trying to be the first one done? 
first of all, you, you don't get through the drill until you do it right in my way. Um, and then we have immediate, how do we say this, responses to some of them. We do some drills, and for every ball that's passed on the fence, that's five burpees. Um, I don't like spending a lot of time just running around the field, but burpees are something you can do quick. And it's it's not a penalty. It's just saying, hey, I'm accountable to these other players. And that one little play I made there, I just hurt my team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's and it's so and in softball, man, it's so easy to just you screw up once and man, it can with these girls, it'd be a domino effect and it'll just never end. Oh, the first thing your mind goes to is please do not hit that ball to me again. And you know what's about to happen? You're about to get the next three. Mm-hmm. And then once you start messing up, that ball finds you no matter where you go on the field. No matter where. Because I've seen coaches start moving kids. All right, they, they're eating it up over there at shortstop. Let me put you in the right. Here come three lefties. Yep. <laughs> yep, hitting straight to you. <laughs> Hey, that's just that's just the way it is, man. I found that out. I found out once we got I got into the select world. It was just like, man, you know, like it's just a whole different ball game. And then you see these people playing like league, and they like, oh yeah, this, this, and that. And I'm thinking like, yeah, it's just a different world that you haven't seen yet. But you know, have your have your time. You know, you gotta let let people. Everybody ain't built for the select world, so. It is. Select to me has always been those people who they want to dedicate more time to the training and the fundamentals Um, to that point where, hey, it's just not an activity or fun. I I don't want to play once a week or or practice once a week. You know, I want to play two to three times a week. I want to go to extra hitting or pitching. Um, It's it's just a level level of dedication that not everybody is ready for it. Now I've got two plans, so um, it's rough sometimes. Yeah. So, so like, like speak on, speak on being now. You know, now that you are a dad coach, like speak on the how you try to how you got to separate the two. Man, I try to be the same um, as I'm all uh, as I always am. Um, my daughter is treated like everyone else. Um, I always tell people she helps me out a lot by having my back because she's a, a pretty decent player. Um, so everything that I, I do as far as decision, it is based on what she's earned, um, which has been growth for me. Uh, what a lot of people don't understand is for the most part, the coach's kid gets the, the rough end of the stick. Um you know, she's the one who has to sit when I need to get someone else in. Um, she has to go to positions that maybe she's not as good at or, you know, move her in the lineup. And I finally got to the point where, as a coach, she's just like the other 10. Whatever she earns, that what she get. If she doesn't deserve to get, come off the field, I'm not pulling her off the field. Yep. And, and that's a big thing that I think, coaches like not that they trying to do it it's just that they feel like they need to do it because they like you know uh they probably over there talking you know this person don't get off the field and this one is but they don't you got to think about hey if 
if Susie balling out, I'm not going to take Susie out to put Tina in. I, I mean, yeah. I'm just, it, that's just what it is. And that's some people, they, I mean, at once they get, as they getting older, hopefully they change and realize, you know, if a kid ain't performing, then, then they don't play. But at a young age, the, they that's that thin line, right? You've got some coaches where their kids, they aren't up to speed. But they get they get the same opportunity, and you have some coaches whose kids are unbelievable. Um, you know, uh, Walter and, and Brandon's daughters—they're unbelievable pitchers. They mm-hmm. deserve everything they get. Yeah, you know, and they shouldn't be penalized. And then I say the same thing about my daughter Riley. She gets out there and balls. Uh, I've actually had a parent come up to me and say, "Hey, why is she on the bench?" Well, you know, I needed to get <laughs> such and such in the game. That ain't right. Mm-hmm. You know what? You, you, that, that's true. That's not right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because if I mean, and you gotta think about it. Like you, you treat them the. You know, if they do bad, you sit them. They do good. Hey, you gotta play. Everybody else doing the same way. So parents just gotta understand the coach's point of views, and that this right here is a big reason why I decided to start the podcast. You know, like as being uh, a coach with my younger daughter and then a parent with the older one, you know, you hear the two two sides. You hear what's going on this side of the fence and then it's always the parents that have the the whys. Why do this coach do this and why do this coach do that? And so I'm like, okay, like that's a, that's a good reason for me to start a podcast so the parents can hear the coach's point of view on why they do certain things. There are some people you're just not going to make happy. They always see it their way, um, regardless on what's best for the kid, mm-hmm. which I'd say probably the hardest part of coaching, man, is providing a productive, positive environment and people issue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And at, at, at what age do, like, if a kid is thinking of going play at the next level, at what age did they do they need to like fully just okay click and be like I need to start jumping up my work ethic. Man, you wanna you wanna start that work ethic probably twelve you, um, fourteen you is when you really start you know looking at the showcase tournaments and <coughs> sorry, mm-hmm. um, start you start taking part in some of these legit rankings not not these extra innings fake rankings that you pay for um you know going to look out at the usa all-american team that's when you kind of you kind of go out and see where where you at you know amongst your peers Uh, my daughter plays on a team where she's she's a grade younger than everybody so it's hard for me to gauge sometimes because she's actually going to be playing high school with the 2011s And so I'm I'm looking at her with the older girls and I'm like, we're competing. Well, where do we stand with our actual age group? And you're like, oh, we we look a whole lot better. Mm -hmm. So that's when you want to really, really kind of buckle down. I still don't believe in in specialization unless you're just, you know, top two pitcher in the nation. Still need to be working on those all around skills as a player, because the more things you can do, the more tools you have in the tool bag. You you have a presentation to these these high school coaches and these college coaches that hey, I get I get four players in one, and you know with limited scholarships that's a big deal. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's yeah, you want to get as much as that's why I try to tell my kids. Like one of my youngest ones, she just you know she try to just follow what the oldest one do. Oh, she do this, so I want to do this. And I'm like, hey, you need to you need to get your own path. You don't you don't need to be living in in the shadow of your sister. And so I I tried to t- install that into her head, but she already don't really listen to me, and she only eight. So, <laughs> and, well, but, it's funny too because they probably they probably are competitive and have a little rivalry, but at the end of the day, that younger one is still trying to top that bigger one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and that's what it is. She the younger one is just starting starting to finally you know getting to be like okay like it's not this is not for just just to come and play around with my friends no more it's it's getting a little serious so she she's starting to click the oldest one she just she been clicking she been she just a little different like she just softball is is her she don't want nothing to do with nothing else i you know my wife tried to get her to play other sports and and no she ain't trying to hear none of that so I have the same situation. We're we're finally going to junior high next year. And, you know, I've been telling her, hey, I would like you to do volleyball and basketball. Just try other things. And she's like, but why? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're working on different skill sets, different muscles. Or I could just do softball. I'm like, yeah, this is is not going over well. But having her, my youngest one is probably – that much more advanced having that older sister that's been successful. She's kind of seen the good and the bad and the pitfalls and she's utilized it um, to where, you know, I'm not saying the same thing, but my oldest daughter can play all nine positions and my youngest can play eight. Um, She's been working on pitching, even though, I don't want that problem because <laughs> part of my aura is I don't have a daughter that's a pitcher on my team. Mm-hmm. Um, just makes my life a little bit easier. Uh-huh. But I've watched her in the backyard. Like, she goes and practices on her own. She's decent. Um, and I'm just thinking, oh, God, I can't afford two pitchers. <laughs> <laughs> no. And then with everything else, oh, man, good luck to you. I'm just a constant out on Venmo. Like, I don't know where it's all coming from, but it's always out. <laughs> man, look, these lessons ain't no joke, man. These, I, I try to get, you know, hey, okay, my, my daughter, she's my oldest one. Oh, a tournament coming up? Oh, she has to go to a lesson that week. She have to. Something. And I'm like, man, we can just, you know. Let's do what he do out here. No, it's it's not the same. Oh. Well, it's crazy. It it's not the same because if you don't pay for it, they don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If you paid five dollars, boy, it makes all the sense in the world to him. Now I get it. But if I tell you for free, well, I don't have any idea what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And and that's just that's just them. But I didn't got to a point where you know it is what it is. You going if you're gonna either do it or you're not, or just go sit in the house. And, like, just the same like today. I was like, hey, we're going to go outside and hit. You know, what you going to do? Ah, right, but we going outside to hit. Okay, I'm coming. All right, done deal. You know, so, but she just, she ain't going to just be sitting around watching nobody do nothing with softball. She's going to get involved in some kind of way. 
Yes. And you got to keep them active because they're so, they're so quirky. Like, my daughters will create a whole new band stance in a game. Um, <laughs> nothing we've practiced, paid for. Uh, it's just, you know what? I've got an open Jeff Bagwell stance right now, and I'm just sitting there because <laughs> – I don't talk to her during the game. So I'm just sitting there just like, ah, what, why, why? And the answer is always, I don't know, felt right. <laughs> oh, man. Man, how how is it, you know, having, you know, you was kind of speaking on it a few minutes ago, Um, you know, having two daughters playing, you know, having that, that older one look up, I mean, the younger one look up to the older one, you know, and, and how much better is it making the, the younger one? Man, it it's made her just great. My my oldest daughter, she kind of was a natural at softball, and she's the one who's always gotten the praise. And as we've kind of progressed, I've always told people, like, you know, I love both of my kids, and I think they're awesome. But that little one, she may have something on her. And the size difference is substantial, but the little one is just as strong as the oldest one. Um. And that tournament this weekend, she put one off the fence out there at Lindsay Lyons. And she's mad, you know. And she, it's funny because when you see her, most teams pull their infield up, pull the infield up, pull the outfield up because she's going to bunt, right? Mm-hmm. No, she'll smoke you. Um, yeah. And you can tell the coaches that know us, Hustle, <laughs> Bombers, <laughs> Impact Go, no, you see them, they get back. Yeah. They're like, ah, oh, it's not going to work on you guys. <laughs> <laughs> One of them newer teams that don't really know it'll work. But just just her thinking about the game, she processes very well. She makes kind of like a quarterback when they have an off-schedule play where, hey, came in, do I just cradle or do I, you know, make a throw? She does good if, hey, the ball came off of somebody's foot, she'll go field it in midair, throw it to first. She doesn't freeze up. And so you can just see her mental growth is is beyond the age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her, she have a very high IQ. Now she's a, a problem as a just. If I had to cut a kid, it would probably be her because she <laughs> just she just gives me just that look. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she said, "If I have to cut a kid, it would be her." <laughs> Hey man, what's some what's some good advice you you'll give a kid going from uh, high school to college as a freshman going to college? Take it serious, and time is essential. A lot of times you feel like I, I've got enough time. Uh, have to put my full effort. I'll I'll get to it. But in that competitive world everybody's working. So if you're not working, you're falling behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that was cool with our team is we took them to watch some college games. And so when you're watching UT play, there's 25 girls on that team mm-hmm. and nine playing. And I bet you all 25 of them were all state. Right. So how yeah. do you differentiate yourself to you're one of those nine on the field? Um You've got to outwork people. You've got to be the better athlete. You've got to have that it factor. And if you ever relax on that, there's always somebody sitting there waiting for your spot. Mm-hmm. 
So every every day that you you aren't improving, you're getting worse. And if there's no staying even, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. Mm-hmm. And like how, how, about how many day how many days do a a kid that's that's saying they want to go play at the next level about how many days do they need to put in extra work, not practice days, extra, extra days during the week. If they're serious, serious, you probably need to be doing something four out of the five days. Now, pitchers are different, um, and they've got a combination of, of arm work and throwing and then, you know, legs and weights. But there's a, there's a thousand shortstops in the country. I, how do I become that one for Alabama or UCLA? So yeah, it, it's work. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's it's work. It's got to be second nature. Um, and you see some of these young ladies, they're coming in as freshmen and taking people's spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's so crazy, though. Like, the work ethic has changed. Even just the type of type of drills and everything probably changed so much from what that senior was doing as a freshman to then what that freshman came in and was doing as a freshman. Yes. And it's, it's such a crazy balance because in the end of the day, they're still kids though. And they enjoy kid stuff. So what's pushing too hard and and what's not pushing enough. It it ultimately falls on kind of the kid and and their goals. Um, The worst thing you can do is, put in all this time and your daughter comes to you as a senior in high school and says, you know what? I don't want to play softball no more. (laughs) Now we're going to support them as parents. We're going to support them in everything they do. But you start thinking, was there something I could have done different? Could I have pushed a little lighter? Mm -hmm. Um, You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's a delicate balance and in every situation is different. So, you know, four, four, five days a week may be the deal for some kids. It may be three for others, you know, and some girls, you know, they may be able to go out there for two days and, and they are just that God given talented. Mm-hmm. And um, like what's some what's what's some good advice that the older you would give the younger you? Calm down. It'll be OK. Calm down. It's going to be okay. <laughs> Sometimes it seems like it can get no worse. And in the big picture, your situation is is nowhere near as bad as, as you feel it is or, or it could be. Um, and I've been able to do some stuff charity-wise to let me just put stuff into perspective, like – you ever go to a Ronald McDonald house or Texas children and you see just some of the stuff that people are going through and fighting through making four errors in the game, ain't the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't, you don't have to, I tell my girls all the time, we make a mistake. I need you not to die on me. We learn from it. We keep moving, but that's the thing. You know, some of them it's, it's shut down. Like it, it, it's over and it's not. Yeah. You move on. Cause they, like we said earlier, there's a good chance you're going to get to be able to make a play in just a few seconds because it's coming mm-hmm. back to you. Let's yep. make that one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how, how much do you speak, like, it's okay to, to fail, like, to your girls? 
we we say that a lot, man. We defensively we we pride ourselves, and there are days where we we don't have it. Um, but I want them to go hard. I tell them we always make mistakes going a hundred percent. You go full speed, you I don't got nothing to be mad about. Stuff happens. It's when you don't go a hundred percent where you and Coach Rob got a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree because that's that's a a big thing and and it's a it's hard like because some of these girls they they try to you know watch you. I mean, especially the younger ones. You know, they they don't really like for me. I'm coaching eight you, so you know them. Some of them the second you turn that back, they like oh it's it's playtime. You know so. Like me and my head coach, he he don't like he don't let them slack off. He trying to he trying to catch them right now as first year eight U's and like, hey, we not gonna you know we not gonna play those games. We are gonna be serious and and if not, then you can just stay at home. <laughs> and that'll that'll be a process because you you've got to set that expectation for them, but as a coach, you also got to be a person. Like you spend a lot of time with these young ladies and you want them to have a relationship. You, you know, this is we're we're, we're coaching player. Um, I want you to succeed not only out here on this field, but in life, but I also have a set of expectations for you and your behavior and your performance and just keeping those known, being up front with them. And so they know, Hey, there's a time when coach is playing around and there's, there's a time I, I need to buckle up. Um, yeah. I, me and my assistant coach, we we ran cat and mouse with the girls yesterday. They that was the greatest thing in the world for them to see us out there about to pass out. <laughs> but then they also know, hey, when when coach is talking, he's serious. That's the mindset we have. Yeah, you gotta let them see that. Hey, you know, it's it's okay to to joke, but it's only, when it's time to get to work, it's time to get to work. I have a player who every game she comes over there and she like, Coach Rob, uh, you got your hairline back today? I'm like, oh man. <laughs> she, she like it's rough. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a tough one right there. I don't even know how, how would I respond to her if she wouldn't come and tell me something like that. <laughs> well, you know, depending on how I feel, I I'll roast them back. <laughs> I don't. I don't hold up for a ten year old. You'll get roasted back. Yeah, right. Hey, that's and, and that's how I am. Like, like me. Well, I, I mean, I'm I'm more like that with my kids because you know, knowing how certain kids are these days, man. You gotta you gotta have these kids understanding. Like, some people gonna say some crazy stuff to you, and if you gotta know, you know, if they serious or not. Or not. And man, mm-hmm. let me tell you, man, I be in this house. My wife, like, I can't believe you saying some of these stuff to these kids. I'm like, hey, if they ask me a crazy question, I'm thinking of the most dumbest thing to tell them back. <laughs> and she like, wow. I'm like, hey, that's it is what it is. You have to watch out because some of them make that they'll take that as word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. So like, so like, you know, you got you got these different girls, right? And and they all learn things different. Some gonna learn it faster than others. Like, how how do you you know break it down and relate to the girls that that learn things a little bit slower and not you know than the other girls? 
we do it. Um, so a lot of our drills, we get in there and we we actually will do them as coaches. Um, and then as we see someone, you know, maybe having a problem with it, like we slow it down. We go bit by bit. And Coach Rob has got his hand on your back so you don't dip down. Like we, we're going through it. So I'm trying to help with that, that muscle memory that we got. Um, and also some of these girls are they're visual learners. Like they, they don't get what you say. You have to show them. And so it's kind of a, a case by case basis, but you know, we're hands on. Mm-hmm. Oh, even though as I'm, as I'm starting to get older, that's getting a little harder, boss. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried man, to I show the catchers how to get down and block, and I almost tore both ACLs. Oh, yeah. See, no, we're not going to do all that. No, I'm not. That's one thing. Because I give all the praise to catchers and pitchers. I give all the praise. And especially, like, you know, the cat pitchers, I know, you know, you got to – it's all on you most of the time. But you got to think about that catcher back there doing them 200 squats a game. That catcher's a different breed. And I tell mine, yeah, I told it, it's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Not, I, the job is is – non-thankful no one is going to come to you and go hey good shutout but exactly. you are one of the most important people mm-hmm. the one and especially at that younger age it. okay go i'm sorry no I, I was just saying the one of the one people that that sees everything that's going on on the field everything mm-hmm. i'm always telling mine you're the captain of the defense you should know what everybody's doing on every play. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, keep them, keep everybody engaged, everybody. So, so we getting down to the 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 part of the show how I got how I got you on the show and shout out Katie Cave. So Katie, that's my that's my buddy right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. So so who who would you like to to hear on the podcast? But the answer to it, you got to help me out a little bit. Well, have you had Mr. Broussard on here yet? Uh, Walter? Walter is coaching one of the best teams in the state. He, uh, I've always said I like to go to the people that are doing the best and, and pick their brain because you're doing something that's better than I am right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> say you you actually carry a big stick on that either you do the <laughs> podcast or else <laughs> and if you want to make that threat before you play me next time i'd appreciate it nah. <laughs> he say i appreciate it hey man hey, nah, i hear you i hear you now nah. now nah, man yeah we you know us doing what we doing man it was kind of spurring a moment hit us quick but yeah, it is what it is. We'll we'll talk about that off off of here. That I'll need to be. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But yeah, I, like I say, I between Katie, uh, you got the Bombers, you've got Walter. Like these are all teams that it's just been remarkable to see them grow over the years, and mm-hmm. you just see the the amount of talent out there, and you feel good about the the. This is that next wave. It's gonna be remarkable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this age group is 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 pretty good, man. And when we when we first was in it, we was like we was in tenure, 
you know, our first year and all y'all wasn't around. I don't know where y'all come from. All the hustles, the impact goals, the the tellers team. I when we was a, when we was first coming out of eight U and then ten U, it was none of that around here. And 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 so that's when uh, my daughter she started playing twelve U. She played twelve U for a whole year and then just keep coming back to the ten U world. So with her age group, so it's fun. And that's one thing I always suggest is I, I like girls playing with their age group and I'm, it's selfish on my part because I've only got so many years with my girls to do this mm-hmm. and I'm going to enjoy every last minute of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I heard that too. So, but I mean, we here now. So yeah, we'll be here now. I don't think we're going to. Well, unless he don't want to do the podcast. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you know, <laughs> a, 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 we gonna we gonna put him on the spot too. We gonna ask him when we both right there. That that depends. I'm about to play him because I, I I try to act real nice at that time. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you, man. But yeah, we go we go see if we can get old Walter on here for sure. That's awesome. Hey man. Hey um. Hey, shout out. Go ahead and shout out your your girls. YouTube channel and all that, you know, so people can keep up. Yes, with please go check out Sister Sister on YouTube. That's S I S T A H Sister T E R. You can find them on TikTok at, at Sister Sister Eight. Um, they're going to chronicle their journey through softball. Two sisters, um, the mental part of it, the physical part of it, uh, product suggestions. Uh, keeps them busy and keeps them engaged. So I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, man. This is good to see, you know, we kind of in the same space, you know, them doing that and me doing this podcast. And it's just good to see, you know, people trying to bring positivity into the softball world. We may even have to get you on there. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. We'll be in the park near you pretty soon. Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, man. Hey, man, I appreciate your time, man. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. No problem. I thank my boy, Mike Estrada, for getting the logo right. So all my small business owners, if y'all need some logos, y'all hit up my boy, Mike, man. I let my boy Thomas. He's still out here getting them kids right. So y'all speed and agility. Y'all need to hit him up. He got some quality work. My boy Jeremy with the tent. Go follow his page on Facebook, GTZ Window Tent, and and hit him up. Man, y'all get them appointments in. Levi's reads some more. Let the wife get them doors looking good. I know them doors might be naked, so go ahead and let her get y'all right. Levi's Mobile Detailing, just a call away from getting them cars to looking brand new again. So y'all hit us up and we ready to get some work in, all of us.